Hi everyone and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Hi listeners, today I'm excited to have Candace Leyenbauer back on the show. She is a local homeschool mom and the co-founder of Tapestry Academy in Boca Raton. Candace is also the founder of the Microschool Florida resource page for those looking for pods or microschools here in Palm Beach County. Candace is also here to discuss her upcoming event, the Microschool Showcase and Curriculum Expo, which is happening June 11th in Boca Raton. So let's jump into our discussion today. You are busy doing a lot of amazing things in the alternative education community, and I was thrilled to see that you will be hosting the Microschool Showcase and Curriculum Expo. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about this upcoming event? Sure. Thanks, Autumn, for inviting me back. I loved talking with you before. Um, what, so I had this great idea with, uh, I don't know how many of you know, Lake Worth water keepers and Lagoonies. It's pretty popular down here, but, um, I was speaking with Melissa Landis and she was saying, Hey, there's nothing ever down in Boca Raton for a curriculum expo or anything like that. And so we decided within a five minute phone call to put one together and it happened so quickly. I decided it was meant to be. But we decided to put it together for Saturday, June 11th. There's no time like the present. It feels like now is the time that everybody's looking for school opportunities. And I was just talking to somebody just five minutes ago. They said, it feels like it's really hard to find things in our area for homeschoolers. And I said, well, not really. You just need to know where to look. So that's why I felt like it's important to do it now, get it out there. So all those people who are kind of interested, but don't know where to look can have lots more resources available to them. That's really great. Cause we just had the alternative education showcase up here in Jupiter, but a lot of people said, when are you going to have one down South? So I was just, so I loved seeing this flyer come by and I thought I had to get you on the show because I do feel like that part of um, Palm beach County needs to know that this is out there and um, coming up here pretty soon. And it looks like you'll be highlighting a few vendors locally to that area. Can you give a little bit more details on who will be partaking in this event? Sure. I'm putting it out to pretty much anybody who wants to come in all of South Florida. So we have, of course, Lake Worth Waterkeepers with Melissa Landis. She's also opening up her own little pod up in Lake Worth area. So she thought that would be fun. We have Kind Academy. They're down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Brain Pals is a West Palm Beach area one. Uh, of course, Surf Skate Science, they're kind of all over. And uh, Be Ready Academy is here in Boca, just down the street from where I'm at. But there's a few more that signed up today. Um, I'm hoping to get a few other ones like the Coco Plum Nature Center and then the Forest School down in uh, Fort Lauderdale area. But I, I'm putting it together rather quickly. I just really wanted to just put it out there and see what would happen. But Anyway, we I got all of those people to sign up within a couple of hours, so I felt like it was a good sign. Definitely a good sign. I feel like vendors need also this kind of um, event to really get out in the community and also to make connections, and it's just a great networking event for vendors as well. Yes. Well, just a week ago, I attended the Vela Microschool. Um, it was a meetup. It was kind of held by the Surfskate Science Group and Colossal Academy. They both were Vela Grant people. They received funding from them, and so they wanted more microschools to know about it. And so as we were sitting down in Fort Lauderdale, connecting with each other and meeting each other, I just 
it kind of blew into the, hey, we should do something else to kind of connect and give more people an opportunity to meet all of us. Right. It's great to have the face-to-face connection. You know, there is the big Florida Parents Educating uh, Teachers Association, one coming up in Orlando, but that's a huge event. And it really is not localized. And I love that this event is going to be local and to have actual vendors, people can partake in their courses and their classes that they have um, offering. And is there going to be any workshops available for attendees? So, yes. So Melissa Landis, the one who does Lake Worth Waterkeeper, she actually taught with Tapestry Academy last year. She was amazing. But um, she is going, she's amazing, a great resource in all areas, but she's working towards uh, getting her PhD in sustainable education. So she just lives and breathes education. It just comes out of her. But um, she thought it would be really fun to do a workshop on facilitating versus teaching. You know, it's really easy to stand up in front of the room and say, do what I say, but facilitating is a totally different animal. So she's going to be teaching us homeschoolers and teachers and parents to think more like a facilitator. And um, anyway, I've loved all of her group activities. I'm hoping she'll do some of those with the group too. And then the panel discussion that I have going on as well is I'm just going to invite maybe uh, six different vendors to come up in front and just talk about some things that are kind of um, pertinent to all all micro schoolers and all homeschoolers. Anyway, does that make sense? Just how do you do what you do? And I figured it would be a good discussion and then just listening in and there'd be a time for questions and stuff too. But um, I know sometimes the whole reason I started the micro school South Florida website was because my own parents had no idea what a micro school was. And I had done one for a year mm-hmm. And I thought, you don't even know what it is. So I thought I need to put something out there so more people can understand what it is. It's not necessarily homeschooling anymore. It's using other tools and resources. And um, anyway, I feel like it's kind of homeschooling, but not as well. So it's, it's its own little animal. Tell us more about the Microschool Pod Network since last time we spoke about, you know, the beginning of the school year. How is that network developing and growing? It, it's actually been popping since we just started putting things out about the Showcase and Curriculum Expo, which is kind of fun mm-hmm. to see. Um, we've, I'm, I need to put together my little Excel spreadsheet a little bit more and, and add everybody who has been enrolling. So I made it so that mm-hmm. it's a free thing that I'm offering So I thought if I need to enroll you every single time, it's going to get bogged down. I'm going to be the problem. So I made it so you could just log in, create your own thing. You could post flyers, you could post any offerings that you have. And that way parents and educators could just find each other in there. So I made it for micro schools. I did it for after school programs. I did it for, um, I had lots of different categories of things that I thought. This would just be helpful in general to just find opportunities. But me, I'm hoping to put together like a more organized list so that you can look quickly and say, I'm looking for something in Boca Raton or Fort Lauderdale or Miami, and you'd be able to find what those are. So yeah, it's a good um, resource for parents as well as anyone who's looking to start a pod to drum up interest in their own network. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your academy called Tapestry. Can you explain just briefly about um, when you developed this and what sort of need it is filling for families? 
So I guess maybe I, I can start with how I started it. I have six kids myself. And so um, I always felt like we've been homeschooling for forever. I've been homeschooling over 15 years and here in Boca. So when my kids entered the middle school ages, I always felt like it felt so lonely. So if you didn't fit in whatever that group was that everybody did, um, it felt like you're all by yourself suddenly. So all it was popping for elementary, lots of stuff going on, but middle school was like this desert wasteland. <laughs> so I, um, my, one of my kids was doing, I decided to do like a hybrid public school for him that year. So a sixth grade, he did half the school day. And then the other half of the day, he would come home and do Florida virtual school. And that seemed to work out okay. But then the next year he wanted to do more, you know, I didn't want to do the same thing I did last year. So he was going a little bit more to school and he was just talking, he'd gotten into this really like the gifted math academy that they had at the public school, which was by applying months in advance, getting your name selected, and then you get to be in it, right? So I knew that if we pulled our kid out of that program, there was no going back. We couldn't just say, ho oh, ho, just kidding. We actually want to do the math academy with you at public school. So it was kind of a do it all or don't do it at all. And we just jumped in, we created Tapestry Academy and I kind of did it differently when I very first started, but I, I spent a lot of money on location and educators to kind of help create this little program. And um, after doing that for a couple of years, I realized that was not sustainable. So I found a micro school program called Prenda. They're based out of Arizona. And when I discovered them, I kind of thought, aha, here's what I've been looking for. It's not as expensive. And then I can still have access to really great curriculum and teachers, but they're all through this program. I was able to save money that way and um, have access to really cool projects through project-based education. And um, anyway, it kind of helped tie everything all together. So now I've been doing, I did two years on my own, kind of creating my own little program. And then I did two years, we're just wrapping that up with using the Prenda curriculum. And uh, anyway, Prenda's just made my health, my life a lot easier. I now get to focus on parties and um, the fun things that I'd like to do <laughs> instead of what, morale, what math curriculum are we going to use? So that is not one of the things I have to stress about. Okay, got it. And then you still are the teacher. You just get the curriculum and um, this kind of the scheduling from Prenda, from Prenda's designs. Yeah, although the with Prenda, they don't call it a teacher. They call it a guide because I'm technically not teaching anything, which I find that very relaxing. And I tell the kids, I'm not the teacher. What do you think? How do you think you would solve that problem? So anyway, that's been kind of fun to uh, watch the kids grow into leadership roles and they do lots of um, leading, guiding and choosing how to do things. So that's really fun to see. That's really cool. And so tapestry right now is middle school. Um, actually, so I do kindergarten through eighth grade. And I know that sounds like a really crazy age group to conquer, but we've been doing it for a couple years now and it works. Yeah. And that's the beauty of um, anything really um, not traditional. You can kind of mix the ages and I love seeing how um, the older ones help the younger ones, you know, do certain things. 
Yeah, they do. And the younger ones help the older ones too in lots of areas. So So I do get several questions about starting a pod. Would you recommend um, listeners to look into Prenda first if they're looking to roll out a pod? Well, it definitely is easier if you want to just go with not having to come up with all the answers yourself. Um, I know when I very first started, I looked up every micro school known to mankind. I would send them emails. I would reach out on the phone and ask questions. If there was a book about microschooling, I bought the book. I read the book. And I would also have this notebook, you know, like those junky notebooks that you can just write down ideas. And I would fill them like I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I'd just like write down all of my ideas on how to create a micro school. And now that Prenda's there, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do that. So um, anyway, it's definitely easier. It does cost money. So it's like $100 a month to actually do the Prenda curriculum per student. But it makes life so much easier. And I also feel like I have somebody to ask questions to if I'm confused about something or wondering about a student that's really struggling with this, that, or the other, I can call and they can help me figure that out. Yeah, that's a great tip to um, just provide for anyone who's looking to kind of jump into a pod or micro school for next year. Creating a micro school at first I thought was really scary. I actually attended the micro school builders um, conference. It was in Washington, DC area. Um, I think it was maybe three years ago I attended And of course it was tiny. There was like five or six of us that attended, but I feel like I've changed so much since that time period when I was there, I was thinking I was creating a a tiny, tiny private school. And it turns out that micro schooling was so much more fun and um, liberating. The kids get to choose what they do and you don't have to have it all planned out. I think in the past, that was one of my problems that I would do is I felt like I had to have all of these great plans laid out perfectly, but microschooling is a lot more free. The kids get to discuss and decide how, where, and what they do on all kinds of topics. And then you just have tons of supplies like recycling materials and duct tape and, um, you know, make a plan on we're going to do public speaking X, Y, and Z amount of times we're going to do student debates or let's do current events now. And what about nature study? So we have our poetry tea time. There's always different things that you can always plug into the calendar. So you kind of have like an overview of the idea of what's going to happen. I know in Prenda, they always say every day you do collaborate, you do create, you do connect and um, conquer time. Conquer is like the math and English and writing stuff. But they really boil it down into those four things every day. And that's kind of what I even do for the summer when school's over, even with my older kids who are in high school, I still say, have you created anything today? Have you connected with anybody today? It's not just about being on your phone or, you know, whatever it is that kids like to do. It's about being involved and using your brain to create things. So as we reach the end of the year, many homeschool families can feel burnt out by now um, and wondering if they could, should, continue to homeschool for next year. Can you provide a word of encouragement for anyone who might be feeling that way right now? Sure. I would just say what I did after my first year, I, um, my very first year homeschooling, it was my daughter. She was kindergarten age. I was also pregnant. I think I hated that first year. It was really hard. And of course she was a slow reader and I thought I'm never going to teach my kid how to know how to read. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. which seems so f- silly now because she's in college and everything's just fine. But back then I thought this is really hard. But I went to the homeschooling convention, the FPEA one up in Orlando, and that's mm-hmm. what blew my mind. I looked around at all of these families that I could identify with. I felt like, hey, you look just like me. And that looks amazing. And you would just listen to different parenting talks and check out different curriculum. Like my, you could buy a slingshot for your little boy. You know, like they have the coolest toys that you could ever buy up there. So it's, it's like, it's not like any, yeah. Once you go, then you're like, I get it. But they had some really amazing things to buy. And I've been so many times, of course, I kind of have to set a budget for myself because if I don't, I'm like, oh, no, I spent a thousand dollars. But um, that would, that really changed my perspective on what homeschooling was like. It wasn't weird, which is what I always thought it was, you know, growing up. I don't want to homeschool because that's weird. But um, seeing families that looked and acted like my family and I felt like, I had encouragement to just keep going and doing things. And every year was always different than the next. So you may think, hey, this isn't going to be what I want to do next year. Well, it's never going to be the same the next year. There's always new families and um, new opportunities. Um, Mixing in something really fun, like I would motivate sometimes my kids with like a horseback riding lesson or... uh, I don't know, the opportunities would always present themselves in different ways, but you just get creative. And when you're with different moms and families in your little network of whatever you're doing, you get creative with opportunities, you know, throwing a spelling bee over Valentine's Day party, you know, all those things just kind of morph out of the year as the time goes by. But anyway, just don't give up. It's always going to be different. And there's a guy he's called the family man. He's a comedian. He's so funny. So funny. He always speaks at the homeschooling convention up in Orlando, but he has his own booth. He has these audio CDs that he sells, which sounds so old fashioned now, but you could probably download them. (laughs) But uh, he tells about how important it is to not have an escape hatch on your homeschooling program. And I have thought about him saying that so many times, you know, Cause you'd always say, well, if it doesn't go well, we'll just stick our kids on the bus and, you know, call it good. But he just says, get rid of that escape hatch and just say you're doing it. Kind of like the first year that I started tapestry, I couldn't put my kid back into that really cool math academy anymore. Cause once I was gone, I was gone. You just need to make some things stick. And when you make it stick, it's important. And then you give it your all no matter what. And that is good advice. And I also like how you brought in the conference idea of really encouraging you. And I do think, um, you know, for you having the micro school showcase and curriculum expo, that is a great opportunity for parents feeling discouraged to come out and see what's available, what they could change, what they could offer for next year for their student, or, um, you know, just offer something fun in addition to what they're already doing at home. And it's all about people connections. You can look at a website over and over and over, but it's not until you have that conversation and you think, oh, I really liked that. You know, I felt that that little click. So I'm hoping to have some clicks happen when for other micro schools and things that are down here. So, well, that's really cool. I'm excited to come to the event on June 11th. 
And uh, you guys just have a Facebook page for that, or how can people sign up and register? Yes, I did put it on Facebook. I also put it on the website, microschoolflorida.com. There's clicks to the event. And I also, because some of the people live really far away, so I am publishing this out there from Miami, or I say, and Jupiter and beyond. But um, I created some online uh, ways for us to connect with different vendors. So I'm doing these little what do you call it? Zoom meetings. I'm going to do four of them on Wednesday evenings at seven. And that way, some people who are far away can also share what they do. So anyway, I'm hoping that we can get more people to just be aware of opportunities that are in our area. Okay. So I will put that in the show notes, just the link to the Facebook page for that sign up. And um, again, I look forward to going to that. And I thank you for your time again to jump on here with me today. Thanks so much, Adam. You're doing a great job. Thank you for tuning in to the Local Homeschoolers podcast. If you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local Palm Beach County resource that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com.